Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Discipleship.ca. My name is Teresa, and with me today is... Steve. Thanks for joining us as we have another discussion with the hope, prayer, and goal of encouraging you in your daily walk of faith and journey towards Christ-likeness as we explore scripture, faith, and the Christian life, as well as talking about what Jesus is teaching us on our journeys of faith. Today we are in the Psalms. Again, we are in Psalm 22, and uh, it's a longer one, but I am going to get Steve to read it uh, anyways, just because scripture is always good to be read aloud. Exactly. Um, this is Psalm 22, Why Have You Forsaken Me? And it says, To the choir master, according to the doe of the dawn, mm. a psalm of David. Psalm of David. Now, I don't know the tune, the doe of the dawn. So I was I'm, hoping you were going to so sing I'm it So I'm just going to read it rather oh, than sing it. it. All right. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me from the words of my groaning? Oh, my God, I cry by day, and you do not answer, and by night, but I find no rest. Yet you are holy, enthroned in the praises of Israel. In you our fathers trusted. They trusted and you delivered them. To you they cried and were rescued. In you they trusted and were not put to shame. But I am a worm and not a man, scorned by mankind and despised by the people. All who see me mock me. They make mouths at me. They wag their heads. He trusts in the Lord. Let him deliver him. Let him rescue him, for he delights in him. Yet you are he who took me from the womb. You made me trust you at my mother's breast. On you was I cast from my birth, and from my mother's womb you have been my God. Be not far from me, for trouble is near, and there is none to help. Many bulls encompass me. Strong bulls of Bashan surround me. They open wide their mouth at me like raving and roaring lions. Then I am poured out like water. All my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It is melted within my breast. My strength is dried up like a pot, pot shirt. And my tongue sticks to my jaws. You laid me in the dust of death. For dogs encompass me. A company of evildoers encircles me and have pierced my hands and feet. I count all my bones and they stare and gloat over me. They divide my garments among them and for my clothing they cast lots. But you, O oh Lord, do not be far off. Oh, you, my help, come quickly to my aid. Deliver my soul from the sword, my precious life from the power of the dog. Save me from the mouth of the lion. You have rescued me from the horns of the wild oxen. I will tell of your name to my brothers in the midst of the congregation. I will praise you. You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you offspring of Jacob, glorify him and stand in awe of him. All of you offspring of Israel. For he is not despised nor abhorred or afflicted of the afflicted, and he has not hidden his face from him, but has heard when he cried to him. From you comes my praise in great congregation. My vows I will perform before those who fear him. The afflicted shall eat and be satisfied. Those who seek him shall praise the Lord. May your hearts live forever. All of the ends of the earth shall remember and return to the Lord, and all the families of the nations shall worship before you. For kingship belongs to the Lord, and he rules over nations. All the prosperous of the earth eat and worship. Before him shall bow all who go down to the dust, even the one who could not keep himself alive. Posterity shall serve him. It shall be told of the Lord to the coming generations. They shall come and proclaim his righteousness to a people yet unborn, that he has done it. Thank you. So this is, we're back at why. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? We just came from the last couple weeks from battle, 
from victory, from praising the name of the Lord, from God answering all of the desires of uh, David's heart and his battle needs and, and just the self saving him and the joy that he felt in that and the praise to the Lord that he felt in that. So now we're right back to, my mm. God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Yeah, should, uh, <laughs> should remind us of Jesus and the cross. It does, yeah, absolutely. Quoted, uh, what is it, Matthew, 20, Matthew 27, verse 46 is where Jesus says this from the, the cross. On the cross? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's right. So we see here that David feels abandoned, right? Which Christ was abandoned on the cross. Mm. God is far from him. It says here that he cries every day, but God does not answer. And at night he has no rest, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer. And by night I find no rest. So verses 1 to 3, we see this despair. Mm. Have you been there? Have you been there where you have been crying out to God and you feel that he's not answering? At night it's almost worse. You don't rest. You don't sleep. You just feel despair. This is where David is. This is what he's feeling. But I love that in his despair, verse 3, he goes on to declare God's glory. Yet you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. And then verse 4, I love, or verse 4 and 5, in, our in you our fathers trusted and you delivered. Yeah. To no, you they cried and were rescued. Sorry. In you they trusted and were not put to shame. I love that. It's like he's reminding God, okay, but you did this for them. They trusted you. You answered. Yeah, you, you saved know? them from you their saved shame. them, which yeah. is funny to me because at this point, how many times has God saved David? <laughs> yeah. How many times? Uh, just David alone. I would assume, depending on where you put this in the course of his life, a few times. Yeah. So like God has done this for David too. But here he's recounting Israel's past and God's faithfulness. To Israel, because we see in verse six and seven that David doesn't even feel like a man, right? Yeah, I'm a worm, not a man. He's scorned by mankind, despised by people. They're mocking him, they're wagging their heads, they're wagging their hands, they're making fun of him. He's being made fun. We see in verse eight, he's being made fun of because he does trust in God. He trusts in the Lord, let him deliver him, let him rescue him, for he yeah. delights in him. So they're saying this and they're mocking him. Oh, he trusts in God. Let God deliver him. Let's see. This is what he believes. Is this really going to happen? You know, like, so David is feeling this mockery, this making fun. He feels less than human mm -hmm. in this. And so he's reminding God, this is what you've done for Israel. This is what you've done for Israel. Mm -hmm. Then verse 9, it says... It turns back to God, right? It's like David reminding himself here. Yet you are he who took me from the womb. You made me trust you. I love that. You made me. You made me trust you. <laughs> you have always been my God. Mm -hmm. And I love that. On you I was cast from my birth and from my mother's womb. You have been my God. So he's reminding God. He's saying, I don't feel that you're here. Yeah. I'm being abandoned by you. I have no rest at night. But you are my God. Yep. I trust you. You are my God. You are the one. It's, and it's even that, <coughs> excuse me, mm. that little bit there, the, uh, you know, I'm a worm. Yeah. <clears throat> but you pulled me out of my mother's womb. Yeah. Like you didn't, you put me here for some you reason. You are the one that uh, did I might this. be a worm, but you did this. Yeah. So I'm your worm. You, I'm, you're, I'm your worm. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do with me? Yeah, right? Verse 11, he's like, be not far from me, for trouble is near, and there's none to help. He's just crying out to God, you are my God. I have 
no one. So then verse 12 and 13, we see that he's talking about struggles. He's talking about how things are after him. Many bulls encompass me, strong bulls of Bashan surround me. They open wide their mouths at me like a raving and roaring lion, ravening and roaring lion. He's saying they're after me. I have nothing. I have no one. Yeah. I'm done, God. I'm done. Like, where are you? And then verse 15 to 18, it goes on. Verse 14 to 18, excuse me. I am poured out like water, and all of my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It is melted within my breast. My strength is dried up like potsherd. My tongue sticks to my jaws. You lay me in the dust of death. For dogs encompass me, a company of evil duels encircle me, and they have pierced my hands and feet. I can count all of my bones. They stare and gloat over me. They divide my garments among them, and my clothing they cast lots. So you, you just really sense, like David is in a hard place right here. He's got a lot of struggles going on, and he's crying out to God to save him. He feels like God is not near, yeah. and yet he is choosing to trust God. He's choosing. He says, you are holy. You are my God. I have no one else. He continues to cry out. He is persevering through struggle. Verse 19, again, but you, O Lord, do not be far off. Oh, you, my help, come quickly to my aid. So he's persevering here. He's continuing in seeking the Lord. Verse 20, deliver my soul from the sword, my precious life from the power of the dog. Save me from the mouth of the lion. You have rescued me from the horns of the wild oxen. So he's suffering. He's got no rest, no peace. The only thing he can do is call out to God. Yeah. And I see, like we see this, this is quite specific in different, the different uh, things he's working through, the mockery, the physical pain, the, the people after him. And we know that Jesus suffered on our behalf to give us eternal life. He took yeah. what was not his on him so that we could have what we don't deserve. Right, yeah. And I think a lot of times, I spoke at a ladies' retreat a couple weeks ago, actually, uh, about God's sovereignty. And, and uh, suffering often comes into that, right? People yeah. often ask, why? Why? Mm-hmm. Why? Do, if God is good, if God is sovereign, if he's all-powerful, why, does he, yeah. why do we suffer? Did you tell them that it might not be because they need to suffer? It might be because somebody else needs to see somebody suffer well? I did not. Yeah. But that, people I mean, love that good. answer. It's people don't love very that. Comfrey. But I, I do believe that people think because Jesus suffered, then we don't have to. But yeah. also not, not true. Yeah. Um, it's interesting here. It's like, so before you go too far, like okay. at this point, David's talked about bulls of Bastion, wild oxen, mouths of roaring lions yeah, twice, yeah. twice both times. Yes, very specific things. Um, you know, deliver my soul from the dog. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, or my life, sort of my life from the power of the dog. And the dogs encompass me. I'm the dog a, is a few times. I'm a worm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Everything about David is this weak, mm. insignificant thing, but all of the stuff that's coming to get him is big, powerful. So yeah. I'm okay. I I was confused and I'm like, I don't I don't remember what Bashan is. Okay. But that was in Deuteronomy. It was the land of the giants that they overcame in the conquest of Canaan. Right. So the cattle they had were huge right right so it's like big terrifying yeah beasts that okay. they actually had to subdue um so there here's this idea like i'm being crushed by forces that are way bigger than me mm. 
and I follow you. Yeah. Like, you, the holy, all-powerful God. Yeah. I'm being yeah. crushed here. I'm being trampled. I'm being gored. I'm yeah. being I'm being hunted. What are you going to do? I'm a worm. Yeah. Like, I can't Well, and that's like, I need right? me. I need you. Deliver me. You are the only one. Mm-hmm. And so when we go back to how Jesus suffered and how he's the one that actually saved us from our sins, we know that we have a Savior who understands suffering because we are going to suffer. Yeah. As David is here, we see that God does not deliver him immediately. God yeah. always delivers him. Yeah. But not right away. Um, we have a Savior who understands betrayal, who understands being wronged, who understands false accusation. He understands loneliness. He understands being misunderstood. He understands physical pain, emotional pain. He understands us. Yep. And, and in this moment, we see from David, he's like, God, all of these things, I need you. And then I love how in verse, verse 22, so we see that he is persevering yep. in his petition. He says, I will tell of your name to my brothers. In the midst of the congregation, I will praise you. Yep. So like praise the Lord. Tell of his name. Teach him to your children. Glorify his name in your families. Verse 23, be in awe of him. All you who fear the Lord, praise him. All you offspring of Jacob, glorify him. Stand in awe of him, offspring of Israel. So he's saying, okay, now it's no longer on me. My focus is not on me anymore. I've gotten this out. You know my struggles. It is only through you that I can be rescued, but I'm going to praise you. I'm going to tell of your name. I'm going to teach you to the future generations. And then we see in verse 24 that David is not abandoned, for he has not despised or abhorred the afflicted, the affliction of the afflicted. He has not hidden his face from him, but has heard when he cried to him. And he goes on, from you comes my praise in the great congregation, my vows I will perform before those who fear him. The afflicted, I love this, the afflicted Mm. shall eat and be satisfied. Those who seek him shall praise the Lord. May your hearts live forever. So they will be satisfied. So even in pain, the Lord is going to provide. Yeah. Even in pain. Yeah. Well, and that's, isn't that the way it works though, Mm. right? Like Mm -hmm. that's the way God always works in our lives is quite often the pain and the suffering that we go through is mm. that trial and and refining. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's this is the hard part of sovereignty is understanding that even the stuff we don't like, God is in charge of. Exactly. Right? And, and accepting that because there is actually, <laughs> you know, a verse that says He is working all things together all for things. His good. His good. And what does good mean? It's good according to, it's fulfilling well, God's purpose. It's his good. Good means. Not our desire. That's right. It's his good. Right. Good. Yeah, exactly. When God says good, it means it fulfilled his purpose for it. Mm. Um, verse 27, all of the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to the Lord and all the families of the nation shall worship you. All the way to the end, it keeps going for the kingship belongs to the Lord. He rules over the nations. Mm. All the prosperous of the earth eat and worship. Before him shall bow all who go down to the dust, even the one who could not keep himself alive. Prosperity, posterity, sorry, it's a little different word there. Prosterity shall serve him. It shall be told of the Lord to the coming generation. They shall come and proclaim his righteousness to a people yet unborn that he has done it. Mm. So David declares the Lord's righteousness. Even in his own pain and his own loneliness, he's encouraging He's choosing to recount what the Lord has done and to believe that he will rescue him. 
how often do we feel that the Lord is far away? I mean, in my own life, if I think back, how often it's been so many times where I always call it the dark side of God. I don't know if it's the right way to say it, but <laughs> where God goes silent. You know, yeah. not that God's dark, but like, it's like he's gone. Silent. You know, he's just, yeah. Well, we got Malachi to Matthew. It's 400 years, the but silence. it's only two pages in your Bible. Yeah. So many times that I have felt like God is silent. And in those moments when we feel those, do we choose to recount what the Lord has done in the past for us? His faithfulness to believe that he will rescue us. Uh, we so often get overwhelmed by our situation, by our despair or our pain, and we take our eyes off of God, off of his plan, which we know his plan. It's eternity with him. Mm, yeah. It's to, to just bring us to himself and then to glory forever with him. So my encouragement to you is to keep trusting, to keep recounting all of the things that the Lord has done in your life, and to not give up. He is coming, and he will rescue you. He understands what you're going through. And he wants to return to gather you, to gather his faithful bride, to be with him forever. Will you be faithful? Well, thanks for joining us in our conversation today. If you've enjoyed the podcast, you can always subscribe, leave a like or a comment on our social streams, or even tell others about us. We appreciate any help in getting connected to people who are interested. As always, you can find us online at discipleship.ca and on Facebook and Instagram. Have a great day and hope you can join us next time. Until next time.